Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. My name is Louis Mendes. I hope you guys are well on your Sunday morning on this week's show. Then we'll be looking back at yesterday's goalless draw uh, up at the New Meadow against uh, Shrewsbury. Uh, joining us uh, on the show to have that chat. First up, top right, well, his, uh, his tagline has come to. It is another point on the board. Nathan Muller, how you doing, Nathan? Yeah, not bad, mate. Just recovering from um, about of illness, but um, yeah, not bad, mate. Decent weekend. Another point on the board, as we say. Um, yeah. On to the next one. Flying, flying, yeah, flying with another point on the board now. To, I think we've got eleven points now. Loads of points on the board. Uh, joining us, bottom of the screen there, uh, is Joe Partyfoot. How you doing, Joe? Yeah, good. Thank you very much. Just about recovered from the high of yesterday's excitement. Uh, Add a little chamomile tea afterwards to calm myself down. No, let's not let's not go crazy, Joe. You can't have a nil-nil and a chamomile tea on the same afternoon. Police might get involved. Right, so on today's show then, uh, we, we'll look back at that game. Uh, obviously, no highlights because there were no goals. Um, so we won't hear any highlights. Uh, it, was actually, it, it wasn't the worst nil-nil I've ever seen. There was lots of chances uh, for both sides in the second half. But obviously, the performance is, is a big discussion point. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, the Addicts boss, Mickey Apples. Uh, spoke to him after yesterday's game. A few interesting things came out of that. And uh, we'll also hear from... Uh, arguably Charlton's man of the match, the goalkeeper, Harry Eisted, uh certainly had his best game in the Charlton shirt yesterday. Spoke to him uh, after yesterday's performance and we will hear from him. Uh, we've also got a guest fan joining us later on. Sam Cutts was uh, up at the game yesterday. I saw him uh, getting off the coach in a very horrible rainy, uh, <laughs> rainy structure yesterday afternoon. Uh, he's in the waiting room already. So we'll speak to Sam uh, later on uh, during the show. Uh, we want to hear from you guys as well. Morning to everyone joining us live on uh, YouTube in the chat. Shiny Phil. Uh, Paul Davenport, Keith Newman, uh, all hell let loose in the chat already. Let us know what you made of yesterday's performance. Uh, who stood out for you? Where did it not quite go right, particularly in that first half? Um, any changes you'd like to see for the game with Exeter on Tuesday? We'll have a look ahead to that game towards the end of the show uh, as well. So, as I said, no highlights, Nath. Um So you, you you get the floor. You get to dive straight in and tell us what was wrong and what was right with yesterday's performance. I don't know. I just think... Um... So far this year, it's like it's a real like Jekyll and Hyde, isn't it? We can't really maintain. I'm not expecting, you know, a, a 90 minute or well, 100 minute map maybe nowadays of, uh, you know, a consistent performance. But all of our performances and all the post matches just seem to be, oh, it's chalk and cheese or it's a game of two halves and stuff. And I think that's the, the thing that's really confusing me at the moment is that we're not really gaining the consistency. Um, the last time I was on, I did say to try and build a consistency in the back line, which we've sort of had now, um, apart from obviously Tayo sort of coming in and out and James Abankwa. But um, yeah, it's just a bit weird. We just don't seem to have 
to to maintain a level of performance over a long period of time. Um, I mean, and it's not like he rung the changes at half time and made three, you know, three different changes and similar to Stevenage really. When the last the, the game I went over over there, it was just completely different. Um, but I mean, I know Shrewsbury ain't scored in a while. I think there's, I think we was talking on the chat yesterday. I think Joe was saying it about a month or all month. Um, and yeah, I mean, away away point, you, know, you can't really grumble too much. But um, on the balance of play, you probably say it's a fair result um, and a tale of two goalies. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bit disappointing. But the, I'm the positive one usually, and I just try and take a positive out of everything, which I think you do have to do as a Charlton fan most of the time. So yeah, not not the end of the world. But I know I'm probably a little bit more positive than others. Um, but yeah, we just have to go again, mate. I would just need to try and build a level of consistency if we're going to do anything this season, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying about trying to take some positives out of yesterday. But I mean, so I went into it with a really positive mind frame. I think I said it to Sam, actually, when we were, certainly to a couple of people I was chatting with outside the away end yesterday. Like, I, I very rarely go into games, especially games against a team that are literally one place below us in the table, thinking, right, this is us today. They're, they're on a poor run of form. You know, we're, we, we've picked up a little bit. I, I really wanted a statement yesterday. We spoke about it at the end of Thursday's stream, Joe. Like, I really wanted us to go and control that game for the large majority of it. Show that we can be the side that that, that, that can go to an away ground at a side that's not played very well. Control the game. Show that we're actually a team that could maybe make a challenge. And that was the biggest disappointment for me is that, I mean, particularly that the entirety of that first half. It was nothing of the sorts. And... Yeah, it felt like a little bit like after the Lord Mayor show, considering you know that 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 win against Wickham, not necessarily again a ninety-minute performance, but the fact that we ground out a really good win against a good side last week, it, it needed to be backed up, and it wasn't. And that I don't know, just if this season in large spells feels a bit like last season in terms of we we as as Nathan said, we're so inconsistent. Um, we had games last season where we were excellent. It's just we we've never we never seem to follow it up and that and that's what's happened yesterday. That that was that was a big disappointment for me. Yeah, uh I mean the first half was the first half was shocking, really, I, I think personally. It was a lack of desire, a, a lack of work weight rate, and um a lack of fight. And and when you look we I put it in a group, didn't I, just before half time, and you, I think you tweeted it as well at half time. The heat maps, both us and uh, Shrewsbury had most of the possession in our half. And it's like, well, how can how can they have almost all of the ball in our half? Uh, their heat map in their half, which is non-existent. They hadn't been in it. Um, and that's a, a real problem. If we're just going to be out for that well in, in or that much in this league, we're only going to be taking points against, you know, or, or really dominating against a very small collection of teams um, if we're not going to front up and take on that physical challenge. In that... If, if you, if I thought at halftime we were very, very lucky to not be two or three down, and to be honest, if they could finish their dinner at, at any sort of level, they they would have been been well clear, and that second half probably would have been a bit of a drab, uh, drab outing. But we've got to get to grips with how we start these games, and and I thought, okay, Wickham, we we got the win, and and it was a strong strong win in the end, but we had the same problem. We've got Lee Byrne and May. And one of them's out wide, one of them's in the middle. For me, we, we've got to get our head around what our best 11 is. And I know Appleton said in his interview afterwards, he's getting closer to it. But I, I do question why we're persisting with miles out wide 
when he just isn't that player, especially when we're playing someone that is good out wide in the middle. And we just come back to what Charlton always do, which is we put square pegs in round holes and then wonder why it's not quite working. Uh, so we've got to get, I think we've got to get a bit more of an identity and a bit more of cohesion in terms of the teams that we're picking. And it's like England when we had Gerard Skulls and um, Lampard. Just because you've got three great players doesn't mean they all have to start. And you've got to, you've got to get a, a squad and a, an eleven together that works cohesively. And I don't think we're there yet, and I think that's half the problem. Mm. The second half was much better, but you've got to play for ninety minutes, as we've said. Yeah, yeah, you, you're correct to point out that that, that Michael Appleton said in Terry, his interview with Terry uh, about he feels like he's getting closer to his best eleven. So I was standing just behind the camera, just watching that interview before he came to do our one for Radio London. I was so tempted to say, "Oh, you got to listen to Charlton Live, mate." Because we've we've worked it, we've worked out the majority of it for you. Um, but I, I sort of bit my tongue on that one. But yeah, the, the point about Lee Burn playing out wide. So um, we spoke about it with Michael last week, albeit after he played well out wide and scored a goal. I asked Lee Burn about it as well, which we uh, we heard on Thursday's show. Uh, but it is a question that, that's coming up. I mean, uh, Southern Comfort saying, "Hey, Louis, can you please quiz Apples on why he persists playing Lee Burn out of position? He's not a wide player." He needs to be uh, in the middle with Alfie. Uh, I don't understand. This is from Andy. I don't understand why with such threatening wingers, all of our attacking plays seem to go through a congested middle. Uh, so many of our goals came through our threat on the flanks. Uh, Thoughts, Charlton Live. So it, it does sort of come into that. You know, like I said, I did ask, I did ask Michael about it last week and it, it sounds like he thinks that different players will, will play at different parts of that front three at different times. It was a slightly different shape yesterday. I think for... Four two three one, but obviously it still ended up with the same thing. Miles Lieburn out wide. Like like last week, it worked, Nave. So it's 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 too early to say because now it's one game where it didn't work that we got to scrap it completely. But I mean, it it was something I picked up as a frustration last week as well. So it's a it's a tough decision for Michael Appleton because we have got a lot of goal scorers now. Like Lieburn through the middle will score goals. Yeah, no, exactly, and I think I think different. I think different players can play in different positions against that cross uh, that front three if need be. But I think if you've got to play to player strengths, and if we're if we're playing Alfie through the middle, him being marked by two big old lumps isn't going to work, and it's just going and it's it's redundant. Miles being out there anyway, so um, I think we're coming to a point now where we know that you've got of the three, we know Miles, Alfie, and Corey have got a start in an eleven. And I just think it's, and as you were saying, seeing what Michael was saying, is it's how you get the all your best players on the pitch as much as you can without, but if you're going to do that, you can't just shoehorn them in just so they're on the pitch. Their, their attributes have still got to come to the fore so they can actually play in a certain way. Um, I mean, looking at it, I, th- I think Miles needs to be central. Um, I think Alfie's got the energy to play in a 10. If he can buzz it, he's got the energy to get around the pitch. And then, then it's it's up to him to come come in and link up with Miles, um, because apart from that, I'm trying to think who else could play in that ten. Um, maybe Chem a little bit. I know he's played other players there. He's played try Tyrese there, and I just, just think that one's there for the taking. Um, you can go from a four four two to whatever. You can do whatever you want, but I just think if we had everyone fit, you're not going to play. You're not going to be able to fit all of our best players into an eleven. You're just not. Uh, whether that's you know Scott misses out or Pam misses out, whoever, whatever, whatever Michael decides, but he needs to. Which, like he said, he's coming, 
he's probably getting nearer to his best 11, but he just needs to find that quickly and then literally settle on it, I think, because at the moment we don't know where we're going. With Miles is out wide one week and then he gets in the middle. And um, I don't know. I just think he needs to find that quickly. And we've all just got to get on board with it and understand that I don't, I mean, looking at the squad, I don't, when everyone's fit, I'd, I'd start pan ahead of uh, Fraser. I really would and play Alfie in that 10, as I've said, but that's just me. Um, but I just think it's wasted when Alfie's just so isolated in the middle of the goal against big, big, you know, two big old units. Yeah, interesting stuff there. Alan said that if uh, Shrewsbury had any of our front four, they would have won. Uh, I mentioned last week that Miles out wide is not for me. Apples changed that on 13. We looked better with TC wide and Miles up top, only to come out second half, how they started, then both be subbed off uh, on 60 minutes, uh, looking uh, out of sorts. Uh, Shiny Phil saying uh, it baffles me how we can have three top quality players like uh, up front, like Alfie, Miles and Corey, and then they barely saw the ball. Miles only seemed to receive it when he was nowhere near the goal yesterday. Um, it, it was it was frustrating that first half. Second half was better, we should say. Um, we'll come on to all the chances shortly. But it was interesting, like, Michael Appleton speaks... Mickey Apples, I'm going to keep saying that. He was uh, speaking about, you know, more... It's similar to Stevenage, more, more, being more competitive, more aggressive in our play in the second half, and that's where he thought we improved. What, why can't we start games like that, do you think, Joe? Well, I think that there's, I think that there's an element really that that Shrewsbury had, had sort of thrown everything at us and got absolutely nothing out of it, and they were sort of in that mindset of, well, we're never going to score, so whatever we do, don't ship one. Uh, but the 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 big difference maker, I don't think, is the formation. It it was Chucks, and he is just a bit of a cheat code at this level when he is fit. Um, he had a third of our shots yesterday, and he was on for a, a third of the game. Uh, which is always a bit worrying. And, and the, the next person is Dobbo on two. So you can tell that our attacking players weren't getting the ball. And he's got that physicality in the middle where he's holding the ball up. A couple of times he turned defenders and got some good shots away, linking the play up. And and that, but we can't start him. So you, you can't start that physical threat up there. I mean, we, for me, I think that the benefit of getting Miles in, in the centre is you do have that physical threat up there for the full 90 minutes as opposed to just running in behind um and it, it sort of gives that solidity that the ball will stick up there because Al, Alfie May's great striker but he's not going to be chesting it down holding it up and laying it off is he it, I mean you can pick him up and put in your pocket if you get a big enough centre back so you've got to find a way to get that physical element in the centre and then also we've got a lot of young players um who are still sort of as well getting up to fitness we're not exactly a, a completely fit squad so you add all those things together and it's a bit bit difficult but you've got to have that you've got to have that desire i think and, and want to to go out and fight for it and and uh Tedich, when he comes on and Nike when he, he comes on they show that in abundance and that does help but for me that the key is that that chucks element and having that physical threat down the middle in the second half was was a massive difference maker Mm, Steve saying you're right to call him Mickey Apples, Louis. Embrace it. I, I, it definitely came from the Mod Mad Arena, so I'm guessing there's a reasonable chance that Steve was the one who came up with it. But it's, it's the fact I keep saying it on Radio London as well. We just started calling him that on Radio London. Uh, my professionalism is in check at the moment. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So chances in that second half. We had, like, we like both goalkeepers were excellent actually yesterday. Morosi had a good game for them. 
Uh, Eisted easily had his best game for us, even though it did involve a couple of hairy moments, both of which, or well, one of which he recovered from well because he was a mile out, out of his goal when Winchester, I think it was, had that long shot, which he, he managed to get back. And then obviously there was that one where uh, he had the ball at his feet and uh, wiped out their forward, uh, having taken a very heavy touch. Although I think, I think on Charlton TV, there, there were question marks about whether the defenders had given him enough of an angle to get back to make the pass, uh, which is part of it. Um, but yeah, we we certainly had enough to win it in the second half, which is good. But still a concern for me is the amount of chances we give up. Um, so I thought in the first half, not a great deal was happening. They had that one completely unmarked header from a free kick sort of 10, 15 minutes in. I see Nathan shaking his head. And then we had two, like a long range shot from Flanagan, my favourite Shrewsbury player. Uh, which was well saved, and then and then from the resulting corner, like we we dealt with it, but then we just completely left about three of them unmarked at the far post. Um, obviously there were a couple of moments in the second half, a last minute one and one, which you can sort of understand when the game's opened up. But I, I'm still concerned, particularly with those set pieces, about how many chances we give up as a side knife, and that's why realistically, I mean, it's great to get a second clean sheet of the season, but we're probably not lucky. I wouldn't say lucky because the goalkeeper's part of the team and all that, but on another day, we could have we could have let as well as scoring a couple, we could have easily let in a couple based on that performance yesterday. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And as you say, Harry's there to you know save shots or not not concede, and he done his job yesterday. I know there were some hairy moments, as you say, but yeah, the the, the set pieces and the the lack of communication. I just keep saying this every single week for the God knows how long now. Um, we just don't seem to be communicating at all I said it in the chat yesterday I don't understand whether do they train zonally and we just don't defend zonally very well or is are we supposed to be man marking and people just switching off and not communicating or picking up the men but something's going wrong because it's it's not a good sign that we can't tell it's not a good sign that we can't tell if we're doing zonal or man marking (laughs) no but so even zonal if you if you're zonal and there's still that free. You should have someone in the vicinity near him that you're in a zone, right? But it's just like it was yesterday and it was that Pierre Gianni at Stevenage. It's the same thing week in, week out. And it's like, as Branny has always said, there's no, it doesn't seem there's any leaders in there. And by the way, I think Lloyd-Jones has come on massively. So I thought we'd done well yesterday. But it, it, I don't think we're communicating as a unit. If that's something to do with that we've not had a settled, you know, back four or back five or whatever you want to call it all season, maybe. But at the moment, it just seems like we've got 11 puzzle sets and we're picking a piece of a piece of puzzle from each set and trying to put it all together at the moment. And it's like it's not working, but I know they're going to be working on it. You know, they're going to be saying they're working on it week in, week out, and I'm not dis- disputing that. But for it to be consistently happening... Well, like you say, there's going to be games where we're not going to get away with that. And if you're conceding those sort of chances, better players are going to put those away. So it's it's a concern, and I don't really know how how they're going to fix it. And this, do you know, you've got to identify the problem, and it's it's pretty obvious what the problem is on set plays. Is that people are just not picking up men, they're not communicating, or they're just. I'm trying to choose a careful word here, but. It's just it's just basic set piece defending. Um, it's not that difficult, in my opinion. <laughs> but I'm not centre half, not professional football, obviously. But for it to keep happening, so there's a problem somewhere that needs to be identified. Mm. 
Yeah, we well we certainly make it look very difficult. Uh, as Nate said, and and Keith agrees. Jones had another solid game. Yeah, I thought I thought it was absolutely excellent yesterday. Actually, um, yeah, Chris saying wasn't Hector meant to be uh, that man? Uh, yeah, still you know still still question marks for some people over him. I mean, th- this is a point that uh, I, I quite like from George. And too many of our fan base are satisfied with an away draw against Shrewsbury, proper mid-table uh, mentality. Because I, I found myself getting wound up looking looking at some people saying, well, I mean, if you are to take the positives from it, yes, yeah, it's, it's a clean sheet and it's a point away from home. Like like I said, I, I kind of I want to be the team that, that dominates these games, that, that just doesn't seem to be happening for us at the moment. Um, I mean, Keith's pointing out you, you are going to get games like that throughout the season. It's still a clean sheet and a point away and it is four unbeaten, which we can't forget. But um as i say like we 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 need we needed to put on a better display i i honestly think if we if we played in my mind how i wanted us to and been a bit more dominant for the majority of the game and it just so happened to finish nil nil because we couldn't finish yesterday i would have taken that like on because at least it would have showed some intent from us joe which is sort of why i'm still trying to still trying to read that that performance yesterday and work out what, what does it tell us about us because we're still only what nine games in now we're still learning a little bit about whether we are playoffs or not um, you know, certainly the start of the season suggested not. If we'd won yesterday and won on Tuesday, we'd actually be points per game on track for playoffs. Amazingly, um, that that's how early in, in the season it is, and and how tight it, it could still be. But it's the displays that, that concern me more because we haven't done that consistently enough. Yeah, and there's 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 themes that are, are, are sort of following us through the season, really, um, from last season, and, and there was it. A great, uh, a great clip that I saw of the the chance just before half time, where you've got everyone running out in a line and nobody looks round, and then there's three three players at the back post who just sort of ghost in, and then immediately uh, immediately after, one ghosts in and gets a header on target and, and really should score. And if we're gonna be, if we're gonna play with those kind of mistakes in us all season long, we're gonna really struggle to to get anywhere, but. Performances. I've I've always been one that I think performance is performances are better than results over the long term. In terms of if you're playing well and you're not quite getting the rub of the green, then eventually it should turn around for you. But if you're not really playing well and you're getting some results, eventually you're going to sort of come unstuck. And that, that even happened with Shuffle Wednesday last season. They 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 were at the top for a long long time, but they weren't really dominating games. And they they got up, but after a massive massive wobble. So you, you can live a charmed life and get away with it, but it, eventually it comes back to form. And that Shrewsbury are a poor team. The, the, the pundit we had on sort of made absolutely no sort of indication that they were going to be a real threat for us. And, and he was almost talking like it's a foregone conclusion that we were going to go there and win. And if they're going in with that mentality and then we go and we've struggled that much, then how are we going to get through this season with with the right sort of level of results and the right level of consistency. And we at the minute can't be consistent for 90 minutes. So how on earth are we going to be consistent across nine, 10 games? Like we're just not going to be able to do it if we can't do it for one. And that's a real problem that, that Apples is going to have to get his head around and very, very quickly, if he's going to get anything out, he can't wait until January for new players because the mm. season will be over by that point. Yeah, uh, a couple of people saying Jones was their man of the match. Uh, Paul saying, yeah, we can't allu- uh, afford to lose Jones. He goes in where it hurts, unlike some. So there's a high probability of him getting crocked. Yeah, it was twice he was down injured yesterday. At one point, 
it did look like he was going to come off because Lucas Ness started getting ready to come on, but then he, he sat back down. But yeah, I, I was a bit nervous at that point. Um, one positive from yesterday, obviously, oh, bad news that Terry Taylor's got injured, but I thought Louis Watson was uh, was good yesterday. Nath, that I, I was impressed by him. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, we'll see a bit more to come from him uh, as well. Actually, we should probably uh, go into the interview now because uh, just looked at the time. Uh, so we're still going to hear from Harry Eisted later. We've still got a few more bits to talk about. Sam Cutts is going to join us uh, as our guest fan. Hopefully we'll look ahead to Exeter as well. But let's hear what Michael Appleton uh, made of yesterday's goalless draw uh, up at Shrewsbury. On the road here at Shrewsbury, what did you make of the game today? Uh, well, I enjoyed the second half. Um, I didn't enjoy the first half very much. Um, but I thought response, performance, made the keeper make some good saves, as they did as in the first half. But... Um, Clean sheet, positive. Not done that since the opening day of the season. Um, so, um, yeah, pleased the way we reacted. But ultimately, as a group, and they know that, and there's certain individuals who know it more than others, that, you know, we have to be more competitive than we were in that first half. Do you think that was the difference in that second half that you saw did come more into the, into the competitive edge of the game? I think so, but we were braver as well. We passed the ball forward. We were more aggressive in our approach in terms of with the ball, and which means we, we got high up the pitch. We were obviously playing a lot of the game in their half of the pitch, and the, and the stats tell us that. So, um, yeah, I've got to be mindful and slightly disappointed the way we start the game, but at the same time, don't want to take too much away in, uh, in the way that the lads responded. So it's very similar, I guess, to the, to the game at Stevenage. Mm. Is that still part of the message you're, mm. you're trying to get across to the to the team? How you'd like to see them perform in particularly mm. in first halves of games? Yeah, it's just playing a little bit more sort of risk at times, and like I say, passing the ball forwards. You know, like I, I knew before I came that we could keep the ball in our half the field and do for God knows how long and for how many passes. But ultimately, yeah. Uh, you don't win games if football passing the ball in your own half of the pitch. Now, we've got players that can play and want to play, but we've also got a lot of exciting players at the top end of the pitch and we need to make sure that we're playing in the opposition's half um, and finding the right way to get there. We certainly saw that in, in the second half, especially when you're able to bring on the likes of Chooks and, and, and Tedic again. They, they do make a difference when they come on. Yeah, they do, and they're, they're, they're certainly asking all the right questions uh, in terms of, you know, whether they're sort of capable to start the game uh, and I like that I like that attitude and I, I like that mindset and um, you know from my point of view I've got to be sort of pleased with the way they've approached sort of coming off the bench knowing that they've took that responsibility to, to be as aggressive as what they have been Both sides will probably look at their goalkeepers as, as being up there yeah. as man of the match especially for, for Harry that was a big performance for him It was you know he made two good saves in the, in the first half and obviously he made the save from, it would have been a wonderful, wonderful strike from the halfway line or wherever it was um, in the second half. Um, I was just sort of delighted for him that he got a reward. He got his clean sheet, you know, obviously, um, because, you know, when you play like that, and it's the same for Morosi, their goalkeeper. Of, I think he got man at match, but, you know, when a goalkeeper does make two or three excellent saves, you want them to reward it by keeping a clean sheet. And there's still, obviously, I guess, work to do at the back in terms of the amount of chances that Chapman gave up today as well. Yeah, well, it crosses into the box. It, it, you know, it's self-explanatory. They had 25 crosses in our box in the first half. Uh, and we manfully, to be fair, defended a lot of them. But that was way too many. So if you take second half, they had five. So, you know, you worked that out. Um, so what it tells you is, one, we were miles better. One... We had an urgency to stop crosses and then when crosses come in the box, we defended them well. So, um, 
yeah, it was, like I say, uh, you know, I must have repeated myself so many times in the last 10, 12 minutes, but um, our focus has to be on how we responded, but at the same time, you know, whether it's me picking the right team, whether it's the players standing up and being aggressive and right from the start, you know, we'll do that and we'll do it collectively. There's a moment of controversy, one at either end, really. I think Chooks certainly had an appeal for a penalty at the other end. BBC Shropshire were, were talking a lot about the yellow card for, for Eister, mm. wondering if it could have been red. What was your views on those two decisions? Yeah, I think I think the H1, I think probably because his touch was going away from goal and, and Hex was like literally within a few yards. I think that's what obviously saved him. Um, you know, the, there was it looked like a, a clear handball from Dunkley because he... He put his hand towards the ball, like you know, it was way out of the, the width of his body. Um, so yeah, potentially, um, but it was one of them where, you know, the game shouldn't have sort of come to them moments. You know, um, we had other chances and other opportunities, and and yeah, certainly give me a little bit more food for thought uh, than probably I did to at half time. Terry Taylor's not had a great deal of luck obviously back from injury and off again today what's up with him? It looks like he, well he's got a knee injury but how bad the knee injury is we don't know I think he may have opened his MCL his medial ligament um, which uh, I saw because I've been there before I've had them myself so um, yeah we'll know more once it settles down and we maybe get it scanned so you wish him the best but um, I mean there are options now in that midfield with Scott back and, and you mentioned mm. to Terry I thought Louis Watson that sort of neat and tidy again when he came on I thought he was excellent um, he made a couple of errors late in the game but that's just down to experience getting caught on the ball a little bit um, but he had a, an impetus about him he, he sped the game up at times when we needed him to whether that be a little runs or a pass and you know I thought him and Dobbo you know with the rest of the group behind them the back four certainly in the second half controlled the tempo of the game and they kept it ticking along. Is it just a highlight of, of the options you have in the middle of the park now that, that Chen wasn't in the squad today? Is there just too many bodies to fit into it? Yeah, you, you can only pick 18, yeah. you know, so you've just got to try and pick the right options um, and try and think two or three steps ahead. What if this and what if that happens? Uh, and that's all we've done. And I, I made it clear to the players on Thursday and Friday that, look, you know, there's bodies coming back now. The, the, the group's getting bigger. There's players who think they should be in the team who end up going to end up on the bench. There's players who think they should have a chance of being on the bench that are not even going to make the squad. And that ultimately, that's that's just life. That's what football's all about. So um, I'll be respectful and you know make sure that they get treated properly. And when they come in, hopefully they can put a shift in. Just finally, it's, it's four unbeaten now. It's a, it's a clean sheet, a good second half. That's the momentum you've got to take into a, a game with an Exeter side who we've lost today, but have had a very good start to the season. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we look at it and it's, it's, it's a home game. You know, that, that's that's the positive. It's a home game and under the lights. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, yeah, I think that knowing that we've got back-to-back home games coming up, we've got a clean sheet today. Um, I think the players can, can look forward to that. Thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom? Find professional, independent local installers with free home surveys, itemised quotes and protected payments, trading standards approved contracts and workmanship warranties. The British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom Installations accredits installers to ensure they are police checked, fully insured and experienced. Take the risk out of home improvement. Visit bikbbi.org.uk Hello fellow addicts. I'm so excited to tell you all about our micropub, The River Owl House. 
The River Ale House is based in East Greenwich. It has six Pub of the Year awards, an ever-changing selection of amazing beer. It's owned by Charlton fans, walkable to the ground in just 20 minutes with buses that go direct to the Valley too. If your match day routine includes a drink with your friends, you must join your fellow addicts in the river. See you soon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. I hope you guys are enjoying the show so far. Just for the adverts there, we heard from the Addicts boss, Mickey Apples, uh, after yesterday's goalless draw uh, up. At Shrewsbury, loads to take out of it, but I think the, the main talking point, as as Billy has quite correctly pointed out in the chat, is who is uh, Apple's referring to when he talks about certain players needing to have more of an edge and a physicality to their game. So, yeah, certain individuals were named. Uh, well, well the, the phrase certain individuals were used, obviously they weren't named, Nave. So uh, now we have to guess. Um, so who, who do you think they were? Um, I mean, for me, I mean, I'm just going on. Off, off uh, yesterday and um, the Stevenage game, I'll probably say TC, Tyrese Campbell. Um, he struggled a little bit in parts against Stevenage and seemed to get, let's have it right, he's not a, a massive, phys- he's not a chucks, is he, in terms of physical presence, but I think there's certain times where you can put yourself about and be a little bit more aggressive. Um, so I think the Stevenage game, and yesterday he was hooked after an hour and looking at stats didn't really do much, didn't influence the game as much as Mickey Apples would probably like in that sort of 10 or that eight or whatever he played in yesterday. Um, so, I mean, if, I, if I'm just going by my gut and previous um, games and the stats yesterday, I'd probably say Campbell, but I still think, you know, Campbell's a good player on his day. I just think he's trying to, if I, like us really, trying to find that level of consistency. So that would be my guess would be, TC on this occasion. Yeah, Joe, have you have you got any other names you want to throw into the mix there? Because I mean, it's not like there were subs at halftime. Obviously, Terry Taylor came off in in the first half, and to be fair, I don't want to talk about him as much while he's injured, I guess. But you know, we're still waiting to see what he he's really going to bring bring to the side in in terms of you know. I think Louis Watson has made a bit more of an impact than he has, but you know, I, I'd be surprised if he was the a well the the only one that he being referred to. If indeed he was one of the ones being referred to. Yeah, for me, I think Blackett Taylor's in there as well. Um, and uh, I, I actually think Terry Taylor would be in there as well. I was just looking for his stats. He, he didn't win a single duel um, or make a single tackle. And, and okay, you're not on for 90 minutes, but he, he was on in the bit of the game when we were camped in our half and, and really struggling to get hold of the ball. So if you're not going to put yourself about and and, and try and take the game below the scruffle of the net, you're going to struggle. And, and I, I'd maybe question... You know, even even the likes of Lee Byrne, who 
you know, won, won some headers, but he, he really did struggle to impose his physicality on on their fullback uh, for for that first half. So I think there's a, a few different players, and it, it's across it's across the board. It's it's a young squad as we've already mentioned, but we were certainly out fought across the park yesterday. And I think there's quite a few players who could look at themselves and say, I didn't really, you know, put my, my body on the line for the team when, when it counted yesterday, apart from Jones. Yeah. Uh, excellent stuff. Uh, love to see in the chat. If anyone's had a guess, um, <laughs> Alan said all of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, if anyone wants to have a guess who, who that is, uh, the, the, the ones who, who haven't made it, let, let us know who, who you think who it might be. Um, Steve saying, uh, uh, well, I'm not writing off the season and still have hope for a playoff push. Personally, I'm more focused on following Mickle, Mickey Apple's designer clopper. Uh, yeah, he was in, he was in the stony yesterday. Wasn't he got the badge in, uh, in the photo. Kyle, Kyle took that photo and came running up the stairs to show it to me saying, look, 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 get the badge in, get the badge in. He thought it was hilarious. And it was, uh, excellent. Right. We're going to hear from Harry Eisen later on, but I think we should bring in our fan guest. Uh, Sam Cutts is, uh, has been waiting patiently in the waiting room. And uh, yeah, here we go. Hi, Sam. How are you? Good, thank you. you. Yeah, good. Excellent. So Sam goes home and away. Um, saw him outside the game uh, yesterday. Also goes in the Valley Calf um, uh, every home game as well. So he's basically just a younger version of me. Um, but Sam, yeah, great to have you on. Um, I mean, you, you were up there yesterday. What did, uh, what did you make of the performance? I think going going exactly what um, you guys have already said, especially the first half, it was so lacklustre, and there was no sort of togetherness um, in that first half. Second half, I do agree with with, with, with apples with facts. We were more fightful, more, more aggressive, but there was no leadership. I just felt that Dobbo wasn't grabbing hold of everyone, going, "We need to get this moving." And I think the thing is with with him being gone for you on the cards, I think that also played a factor in his game today, uh, yesterday, more than anything else. Hey, Sam. You know, I know you've obviously heard of probably all this season on this podcast, so, or us trying to pick our um, pick our 11s and obviously on the pre-match, getting our best 11 in there. We obviously won't do the whole 11, but how would you, how would you solve the issue with... Um, Miles, the Alfie, the Corey, what what would you do to try and squeeze everyone in? Do you play a two or would you three? You have to, you have to play a two. We've already tried a three and it doesn't work. And the thing is, once we've not once we've tried the three, we've, we've done the three, and again yesterday it didn't start to work. Only started to work in that 20 minutes of the second half. And then once the Nico and Tenich come on, it was a completely different ball game. And you can't, we're straight to how, and that's where the thing is, I've always said with Chucks, yes, he's injury prone, but dear God, that guy can give you 20 minutes of pure hold-up playing together to get you through the game. Unfortunately, it didn't help yesterday. On on Tedditch, Sam, would you say that he's earned enough now to get a bit of a starting berth after his two sub-appearances? I think he has actually been a really bright spark and without really identifying too much what he's actually doing, he does seem to be making a difference um, that, that we're not seeing from from the guys who are, are starting the game. I totally agree with you, Joe. I, I don't know how this guy... Yeah, he at Barnsley, he was injury-prone. He's only just come back. But how can you not start a guy who is already a, a tall player with a great link-up play and let's be honest, he's, paid for, he's he's a Manchester City Academy. You can't ignore that. 
and look at the academy that Manchester City have got. They've got beans with experience. The guys that are coming through from them are extortionate. So, yes, I do agree with you, Joel. Definitely 100% choose tonight. Him and Miles up front and to see what happens. And play May out of 10, with, which, you, which you said, Nath. Yeah, that, I mean, that's really interesting. I mean, Alan, Alan in the chat is saying, well, why don't we just go 4-4-2? I mean, it, I, I always say it, like, you don't see many teams play 4-4-2 now as well. So, it, it, yeah, it, it's an interesting way to see if, if we are going to change shape again. Um, well, what's your general feeling for this season then, Sam? Um, you know, I, I was hoping, like I say, I was hoping for a statement yesterday. I don't know if we quite got that one. I mean, do, are, are we are we challengers this no. year? Well, going after yesterday, I don't know. It's, it is a hit and miss again. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know about what you guys are. The frustrating thing for me sitting, sitting there on yesterday was the sheer contrast from last weekend. I don't know where, what, what happened to that this week where you can watch a video from Saturday where you're together, shoulder to shoulder, and got the passion to beat a strong Wickham side. And then to come out yesterday and basically think that because you be a poor, that you're just going to turn up and win. We can't do that. We haven't got the strength. We haven't got the ability to do that. Unfortunately, yeah, I agree with you, Louis. I wanted a top six side, a top six finish this year. I think we may just miss out again because of these results like yesterday. Uh, sorry, Sam. And obviously, if we're going to try and get to that top six, one thing that we've spoke about all season again is our inability to, to defend set plays, which we seem to have got away with a little bit so far. Um, in terms of the, the back two pairing, if we do go to a back uh, a four four two, for example, would you say Hector? I assume, correct me if I'm wrong. I assume you'd want Jones in there. Um, are you happy with Hector? Or do you think you should change that up? I think it, I think it needs to be changed. There's not there's not they're not clicking. It's either one going after one or both both players going after one player, and you're losing that. Could they could they this? I would give Ness another try and see what happens there. Um, because the thing is, I've always, as I was, I was saying when I was with the coach, we need to make sure that back two, at least the back two and the goalkeeper are working together. We were lucky that Eisted played, and I, I thought Eisted to start with hasn't been as great as Ash when, when Ash got dropped due to previous results. But I thought Ash, um, I said, had an absolute phenomenal game yesterday and deserved the man of the match for us. Um, but I think once you need to make sure a goalkeeper and his defence work solidly together, otherwise you've got, you've got nothing. Regardless, and we've got fantastic pick, May, Chucks, Kedich, Levan up front. If you haven't got that back four behind you, you're screwed. And in terms of the in terms of the players that have sort of come in then for, for you, who would be sort of a, a stand or the, the standout players? And would you say our squad is stronger than it was at this stage last season? Yes. Um, I think there's still one or two places where we need to strengthen, um, especially down the wings again. Um, because the thing is, we can't keep relying on Campbell and, and Corey to get us through the game. There's going to be a time... When Corey's going to put with either of them going to put a hamstring, coming out get injury, injury prone. We know that with Corey already. If we lose that, and it showed us yesterday, once Shrewsbury knew exactly what our game plan was of going down the wing with Corey and Campbell, we're, we're, there's not and there's nothing going in midfield. Dobbo was too afraid, too more concerned about his fifty on a card than anything else. When 
and then when you've got um when you've got Scott injured, we we needing someone with, with Dobbo to strengthen that midfield. Because otherwise we we're just lackluster. There's nothing going forward coming forward from that ten. We haven't got a stronger ten than we used to have with unfortunately with Morgan. Um with Alfie Morgan, I thought that's what we're missing. Excellent stuff. Well, well, we'll see exactly what we're missing with Albie uh, when he comes back to the Valley next week, of course. Um, Sam, yeah, great. Definitely. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm, I'm really pleased, uh, really pleased to, to have you on the show. Uh, I'm sure I'll see you around in the next year, the next couple of weeks as well at the, at the games. But yeah, thanks for your time this morning. Yes. Uh, that's Sam. Sam no, cheers. Thank you. Was that. cheers. There we go. Sam Cuts, who was this week's uh, guest fan uh, on Charlton Live. Some, some good points there. Uh, Chris Davin making a good point. When was the last time we were actually any good? I mean, we've had good spells, I guess. But like I say, it was in my mind yesterday. Like we we always struggle at Shrewsbury. We often like we 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 often seem like even last year, like it was a, we, a narrow one 0 victory. But I, I did. I was thinking back yesterday about that time we went there on the bow and won three nil uh, with Pratt scoring and, and Carlin and I think I think uh, Lyle Taylor maybe. Um, and and I was just thinking like that's that's when we knew we were a proper team because we could go. To nasty little away games like Shrewsbury and actually like run the show, um, and, and yeah, that that that's a sign that, that that we're actually any good. Alan Shepherd saying the last time we were good was 1999. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, all hell let loose has made a good point, and uh, we'll chat about this actually once once we hear from Isted though. He says, well, what, what does Apples want to change in January? As new centre back, uh, a ball winning centre midfielder other than Dobbo. Maybe, maybe have a, a a bit of a chat about that after we hear from from the goalkeeper. So everyone in the uh, in the comments have a think. You know what, what? What would need to change in January for us to to give us the best chance of attacking the second half of the season? We're, we're on the first of October, so maybe we're looking a little far ahead. But it has been mentioned by by the manager, you know, January already. So yeah, let's have a think about that. But yesterday uh, was the uh, the goalkeeper Harry Eisted's best game in a Charlton shirt by country mile. Uh, let's hear what he had to say uh, after the goalless draw up at Shrewsbury. Well, a straw here at uh, Shrewsbury, and that was mostly down to you because uh, you had an outstanding game today. Can you talk us through uh, some of your big moments? Um, yeah, I think first half, uh, oh, I think I haven't had really much of a save to make in my first couple of games for Charlton, so it's nice to kind of get off the mark in that sense of make a good save and then follow up with two others in the, in the first half. And then I think Taylor's second half was the, both goalkeepers. I think he, he made three or four outstanding saves as well and I kept well two were my own doing but I had to keep them out <laughs> I was going to ask about uh, Marco Morosi just walked away with a bottle of champagne surely he should be going in and ask him for half of that at least yeah, we'll, we'll share it after yeah uh, first half as you say the first one maybe a bit instinctive had a, uh, a little bit you had to parry away quickly mm-hmm. uh, second one though the, the scoop from underneath the bar must give you uh, must get when you make a save like that you, you obviously keep uh, the ball out of the net do you have time at the time to, to, to applaud yourself pat yourself on the back uh, the way I see it I think it's, it's my job and that's what I get paid to do so I know it's a good save and I know you just have to get on with it there's no point looking back at it and you have to just move on to the next action which was a corner at the time yeah. Any fans watching or listening would have uh, the second one I mean the second big one in the second half uh, the uh, the shot for, that was uh, looking like it was heading goalwards whereas you was uh, outside the penalty area yeah. uh, was your heart in your mouth at that point uh, thinking it uh, might have done you? I think the the ball got played through perfectly for him to hit it on the point as soon as I saw the ball got played I just I was on the bike already and then just watching the ball in the clouds, not knowing where the goal was, I just thought, just get anything on it. And, and luckily I did, and it was enough to keep it out. And then had a nice collision with the with the back of the goal, yeah. I was going to say that, it was a great scamper back, but uh, at a price, because was it the knee made uh, contact with the, the stanchion? Yeah, my knee at the back of the goal, and I 
had a little cut on my knee. I just had to get it glued up, but that, that was all right. It's all right now. It's a war wound you can share yeah, and, yeah, uh, and show off and tell them exactly how you got it, Mike. Exactly, is the best yeah, way to do that. Uh, if your heart was in your mouth for that moment, was it up by your ears when uh, the, uh, the shout came for... Uh, you got a yellow card when you collided yeah. with Phillips on the edge of the box. Do, were you a bit concerned at that point? I'm a little bit concerned, but I, I think it would have been harsh to have been a red card. Um, uh, yeah, then not to make the save after it, but like I said, it's, it's my job, so <laughs> it was my own doing, so... In the goalkeepers' union, is that basically the feeling after a display like that? Because uh, I probably, I probably said that's your busiest uh, time in, in in the Charlton goal since yeah. you've been here. Yeah. Is that you just brush it off and say it's what I'm supposed to do? Yeah, so that is what I get paid to do, and it's on to the next one, onto uh, extra at home on Tuesday. You're in a Charlton side that uh, unbeaten in three, mm-hmm. uh, first clean sheet for a while since Orient, I think, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that must please you, uh, but. Uh, been a change, obviously, manager, change of personnel at the back as well through injuries. How difficult has that been to, to deal with? Um, not too difficult, I think. The lads that have come in, uh, we, we train a good tempo and a good quality uh, day in, day out. So it's easy for lads to come into the side and uh, adjust to, to what how we need them to play. Yeah. And most players, um, if the squad is uh, deep enough, have got to play well to keep their place in the side. And you've got Ashley Maynard Brewer obviously breathing down your neck, so you've got to keep on your toes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But Ashley's a top quality keeper, and we push each other every day in training. And it's unfortunate with the goalkeeper that one has to be on the bench and one, only one gets to play, but he'll keep me on my toes, and likewise for, for him. Well, congratulations on day. Thank you very much. Jim. Thank you. So, ask a couple more. So how have you sort of rated your, your start to your time at Charlton? Um, I think the first, first couple of games are. Didn't have too much to do apart from kind of pick the ball out my net, but I think in goalkeeping that happens. You go for a rut of, of not being, of not making a save and everything. Every shot that just seems to go in, and it's you're desperate to make that save and to do it early on in this game. I think set the tone for me and not gave me the belief, but gave me a bit of confidence going into it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's sort of a mixed bag for a goalkeeper because you want to be able to make the saves, but ideally, I guess you want as few chances as possible. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'd, I'm, I'd be happy to to walk away with a clean sheet and have no saves whatsoever. But yeah, the goalkeepers go through that stage of everything that the opposition hits seems to go in. Yeah. Yeah. How frustrating was it at the start of the season? Obviously, signing for a new club. I guess everyone wants to be the the number one immediately, but you had to wait your turn. Yeah, that, Ash had a fantastic pre-season and uh, I got in after a few bad results. I think Dean Holden put me in for his last game in charge and I've kind of gone on from there and, and kept my place. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just finally, I was spoke, speaking to Michael, who was talking about the saves you made, particularly at the end of the first half. Obviously, the set-pieces involved there. As a defensive unit, That's that's been something that Charlton has struggled with for a little while. I mean, what what, what sort of role does the goalkeeper play in, in helping the, the back line sort of improve those? Um, I think we all, we all know our jobs from set pieces. It's just that that second phase, they tried to, as soon as the ball came out, we were up, but they were looking to get the ball back in and it's just getting up quickly but not leaving your marks and making sure people at the back stick were marked. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't happen at the end of the half, but luckily I'm, I'm there to, to save it, yeah. Yeah, is that something that Michael's sort of uh, looking to concentrate on improving the set pieces? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think as a team we have to improve on it. I think the first half we, we all kind of know it wasn't good enough and to give up the chances we did, quite quite uh, poor chances to give away, but came out in the second half and limited them to lim- uh, limited them to quite little, only from my, my own doing. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. Uh, Interested to speak to, to Harry after after yesterday's game. Um, I'm just uh, pick up a couple of bits he was saying. I mean, it, he he paid reference now to the fact that he hadn't made a save yet. <laughs> like I, I I the fact he brought that up, I thought was quite interesting because obviously that's a lot 
you know, a lot of fans have been speaking about that. We've spoken about it on the show. Like, we, we, we don't know what sort of shop stopper he is because he hadn't sh- stopped any shots before yesterday. So we've seen an element of that yesterday. I think that was easily his, his most important game in, in the Charlton shirt for him yesterday. Yeah, I think he needed that. I think um, as, as he came out and said, he hadn't made any saves and, you know, we'll play, all goalies will go through a stage where they've either the shots they're facing either don't go nowhere near the goal or they literally go straight in the back of the net, which is going to be unfortunate. Um, and I know there was a lot of debate surrounding if he could have done better against uh, Stevenage. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, a, it's probably given a little bit more confidence than what he probably needs. And um, hopefully it stands in him good step now. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that he did highlight because it, Obviously, maybe was that playing on his mind? I don't know. But, um, yeah, obviously, it's a good thing that he's got it out of his system now and can show that he is a good shot stopper. And hopefully now uh, he can take that into future games. But i just wondering if... I don't know if he's the, the most vocal, vocal of goalkeepers. I know he has a good relationship with Lloyd-Jones, doesn't he? So um, maybe if that's what's given him the nod over Ash at the moment, I don't know. But um, it's his shirt to, to lose for sure. Mm, yeah, um, high, highlighted set pieces with him. Um, so, I mean, the players are aware of it. They're working on it. So the, there is no excuse. <laughs> like They know what went wrong. It's consistently been going wrong. So obviously, you know, I'm sure I'm not the first one to bring it up with him um, and the defence. The, the managers and the coaches would have been doing that. So that, that's got to improve. And, and hopefully I won't be saying this again next week and then the week after and then the week after and then the week after like we do every week. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yesterday, yesterday they, they were swinging them in. They were swinging them in deep, and Hector wasn't getting to a single one of them. It wasn't like they were being too inventive or changing it up. They were just targeting a bit of the box that obviously we don't seem to be able to defend. Um, I, I, I don't know. He's talking about a lot of work being done out of possession, and maybe he's working at getting us a little bit more solid in open play, and then set pieces come come next but there just seems to be generally a, a lack of leadership and accountability on those set pieces and unless someone's going to stick their hand up and, and say right I'm going to take charge of these then we're always going to have have problems we don't seem that good at them at either end of the pitch so it is obviously a, a massive weakness and we have had seasons where we've been really strong from set pieces and teams do get pr- promoted or relegated on their set piece performance. So it's, it's a massive part of the game that has to improve. I think we do have the people to deliver the ball now in terms of the attacking side of it. So hopefully that means that in, on the training pitch, they've got some decent balls coming in to get used to defend. Because uh, that's, that's, that's what we're going to have to get our heads around very, very quickly if we're going to get anywhere this season. I wonder if we still have that extension cord. Do you remember last season when we, we, we all of a sudden scored from a couple of set pieces and Ben Garner said it was because we bought this extension cord, which meant they could take a TV out to the... Uh, maybe Garner took that with him when he when he left. Uh, because... Sorry, go on, Joe. Uh, Mar- I think Martin took it with him so that he could still uh, play FIFA in the annex when he went home. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, right. Uh, all hell let loose says, uh, what does Apples want to change uh, in January? Um, Paul, Paul saying everything. Uh, Tom saying a right winger to replace Raksaki. Like, I, I still feel like Tyrese Campbell on the right wing. He's not He's not Raksaki, all right? Let, let's just, obviously, we, we have to be up front with that. But I, I think he's got loads of potential. 
and, and I think he could do a, a job for us there. But yeah, Tom, Tom saying maybe another one. Uh, Tom Mayle saying uh, we need cover at left back. Uh, potentially also consider signing wing backs to enable us to play uh, five three two, uh, which would resolve the midfielder and striker conundrum. Yeah. God bless Terrell Thomas, because defensively, I, I think he's been okay at left back. But that marauding run sort of midway through the second half yesterday, where he got up the pitch, I was like, oh, here we go. And then he played a through ball to the basically the fans. Uh, like, it went completely, went straight out for a goal kick. I was like, that, yeah, that's why we need cover in that, in that role, really. We're asking Terrell to do a role that, that's not, not what he's best at. Um, yeah, so, so I agree, perhaps left, left back cover. Um, uh, I mean, Chris saying, are, are we confident in Appleton? Is, is it too early to have that conversation so far? Nath, I, I guess it probably is. Steve pointing out that I'm speaking about teams not going 4-4-2 because people don't want to be overloaded in midfield uh, and managers are petrified of that. I'm, it's very early days for Appleton. Um, I was asked a question yesterday on Radio London, just obviously from from, from the host who, who obviously doesn't, is, is from the outside looking in saying well, it, he's hearing good things about how it's gone so far. So up until yesterday, you know, there, there were certainly good elements about it. Yesterday was a bit more disappointing, but still with some of those elements. So uh, do you want to have a, a comment on his start so far, Nave? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's, um, I think it's way too early to sort of get him out the door. I think, I know there's been, there's been performances have been hit and miss and we've not been free flowing and smashing teams out the, out the park or anything. But I think if you look where we were, we were in a difficult position. Um, albeit, you know, we won, it, you know, won the game against Fleetwood and the, the bit of a mess at uh, Crawley. Um, but I think he's done okay. He's, we've looked, there were, there are still the, the signs of set pieces and stuff like that. But I, I don't think he's done anything bad um, so far. He's still learning. He's not learning the game, but he's still learning his best 11, still finding out about the players. So I think he's, he's done okay. I, I'm not, not that bothered by him just yet. Um, but like you say, we, I think he definitely needs uh, probably a command and a leader at the centre-off centre to go with Jones. Um, and obviously he's got, got his work cut out on set pieces. So there's a couple of things there. Um just a, and on the on the four four two, I know the overloads of a two, but that's when you ask Alfie May to come because he's got the energy and the agility to get around the pitch. But um, we need to start focusing on ourselves a little bit more um, and trying to think how we can play better. So, but mm. we'll see. But yeah, I'm not too bothered. I'm not panic stations nowhere near yet uh, for Mickey no. Apples. Yeah, right. Ex uh, Tuesday. Um, it's been a really funny start to the season for them. So they they, they were topping the table uh, early on, sort of early September. Uh, they've, they've had a bit of a wobble. So they've lost three of their last four, uh, beaten two 0 at home by Northampton yesterday. Um, but they did win against Luton in the League Cup in midweek. So yeah, a, a mixed bag of a start for them. Certainly, I mean, no no one at the start of the season was going. I, I fancy Exeter as being top of the table. Um, so I, I'm sure they'll overall be delighted with how it's gone so far. Um, but you know, it's our job. It's our job. If we want to be delighted with how it's gone for us, we've got to beat teams like Exeter at home. So big game on the, on, on Tuesday for us, Joe. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the fact that you said that they've, their forms dropped off a cliff makes me a little bit more worried about it. I always think we do better against teams that are doing well than teams that are struggling. Uh, I think there's, there's not a lot that we can, we can change between now and Tuesday, but hopefully, Hopefully the the message that is is that fronting up and being competitive and and you know taking some some ownership and some accountability for how you put yourself around the pitch and how you mix it up 
that that isn't a tactical thing on the on, on the training ground. That's that, that's in you. You've either got that or you don't, um, or you either pull it out there. You can't be asked. So hopefully that that means that we should get a bit of a different performance coming out on Tuesday. But being back at home, it's it, we're in our in in our sort of neck of the woods. Tuesday night game. Hopefully the players will, will really be up for that and they can go out and show. But we've got to beat. We've got to be beating the majority of teams in the league if we're going to go up, haven't we? So we should be going into games feeling confident and and uh, wanting to impose our style and our way of playing. And and they've got, let's face it, they've come off of what was a really poor performance in the first half. So they, they should, on personal pride level, want to go out there and really sort of demonstrate that, no, I am I am worth starting in this team and, and I can put myself about um, and I will make a difference. And hopefully some of those players that came on like Tedich will get a bit of a run out and opportunity to really show us, you know, what he's about and, and the likes of Fraser can get some more minutes that so we can actually start getting towards a bit more of a balanced side as well. Excellent stuff. Right. Yeah. Big week coming up the next, uh, uh, and then Blackpool at home. Um, six points would be absolutely lovely. Uh, right. We've come to the end of the show. Um, massive thanks to everyone who's joined us live on, uh, on YouTube this morning or caught up with uh, the podcast uh, afterwards. Make sure you subscribe uh, both on our YouTube channel, uh, and on your podcast app as well, so you never miss another Charlton Live uh, show. Massive thanks to Sam Cutts, who was our uh, guest fan uh, earlier on today. Really enjoyed listening to him. Uh, obviously, uh, thanks to, to Mickey Apples and Harry Isa for talking to us after yesterday's game. A big thank you to Nathan and Joe for joining me on the stream this morning. A pleasure as always, chaps. Cheers, fellas. Yeah, cheers. Off another chamomile tea to calm down. Well, let's not let's not go crazy. I'm going to the British Museum this afternoon, so that'll be interesting. I don't, I don't know if they uh, do they have statues there because I saw I've seen enough of those in our defence this season. But we'll, uh, we'll I'll enjoy my day hopefully. Uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who's tuned in. Then this has been Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, and Bathroom uh, Installation. I'm Louis Mendez. We'll be back on Thursday when we'll look back at the game with Exeter and ahead to the game with Blackpool. We'll see you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.